Before we get started on this episode of Badassery Podcast, I'd like to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about the platform that made this all possible, and that's Anchor. So if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And I'm definitely speaking from experience here because more than anything, I am a writing and print gal as opposed to an audio and video gal. So when I was looking for platforms to host my podcast, I turned to Anchor for its ease of use and ability to have all of the tools all in one place. So even if you don't have, let's say, the Adobe software or any other audio software, you can use the creation tools within the program to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So you can be commuting, flying, out of your house, anything, and you can still produce a quality podcast. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts on. What's more is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're anything like me and just starting out, you can use a podcast as maybe an additional revenue stream without having to wait for millions of people to listen to it. So all in all, it's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So to get started, go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. and welcome back to Badassery Podcast, your go-to podcast for tips and tricks on how to be your most badass self. My name is Alexa and I am your host. So I'm still kind of getting into the groove of podcasting. It's been a while since I've actually recorded. I had kind of, you know, a busy couple weeks. I was gone for a long weekend, so that kind of impacted me getting my last episode up. So If you haven't already gone to listen to it, listen to my introduction episode where I go and talk about what this podcast is about, who I am, and what you can expect. So in this episode, I am going to be talking about overcoming fear, but before I do that, I want to just say I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful week so far and a wonderful day. I know I am. I'm currently recording this on a Monday and, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better Monday. I got up, was able to get myself out of bed, which is pretty rare for me these days. I had a good day at work. I went to a spin class and now I'm just kind of chilling out recording this podcast. So I think, you know, having a good start to the week definitely changes your mentality for the rest of the week. It definitely has has the power to change the tone of your week and especially with a workout. And when I was in college, I used to do it all the time. I used to, you know, work out on, on a Monday because I'd read this thing on Pinterest that was like, oh yeah, you know, start your week off strong with a workout. And so I kind of always just kept it in the back of my head and would always just go. And since working, Mondays have always been some of the most dreaded days for me. It's been the days where I don't feel like ready and hyped for the week. I have a really hard time writing and coming up with words. 
So I just think that working out on a Monday is a good idea, but it wasn't for me with work because I'm the type who works out after work because I can't bring myself to get up at 5 a.m. to go work out before work. You know, recently I've just been like, okay, let's work out on Monday because I only have so many days during the week and one of them I already have school. So it's up to the other six for me to find some time to do workouts, which has been one of my big goals, you know, the last year or so is to find more time to work out because, you know, I'm at a sedentary desk job. I don't move that much during the day. So getting out, you know, working out my stresses and kind of just moving my body has been great for me, both physically and mentally. Now I'm just trying to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, leaving Saturday and Sunday free just so I have some bandwidth to do some other things. Cause sometimes we'll go hiking, which is a workout, or I'll be going to like events with my friends or I have meetings, you know, things like that. So, you know, the goal is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm really hoping I can stick to said goal. Uh, we'll see. I did end up buying an unlimited membership to Cycle Bar, which is our pretty local, well, it's not really local, it's a franchise, but it's a, the nearest spin studio. To where I live so I yeah I've been really loving it I always get a great workout every time I go I mean my Garmin fitness band always tells me I burn like 500 calories which always a good thing um and I'm just learning endurance and you know strengthening my legs and my core and all that so and the teachers are great I always end up running into some of my co-workers there so it's a good time so that's kind of the game plan now in terms of working out. And I think that's also why I'm in a pretty good mood today because you know, as they say in Legally Blonde, exercise gives you endorphins, endorphins make you happy, happy people don't kill their husbands. So there you go. So yeah, now that I've kind of talked a little bit about my day and everything, I kind of want to go then jump into the topic. So like I said, the topic for this episode is overcoming fear. And to be completely honest, fear is something that's not new to me. I was always, I would say, a kind of a fearful child. I think for me, it was more so about just being afraid to do things because I was afraid of being embarrassed or ashamed of what I was doing and how people would react to me if they would make fun of me for things like that. So growing up, fear was always kind of a, you know, a soft spot for me. And I think it wasn't really until college until that fear kind of went away and I was able to take more risks, enjoy my life and just do more things. But before I kind of like dive into my story, I kind of want to go into kind of what inspired this episode and why I think it's super important to talk about. So a while back, I was listening to a TED talk that was basically all about bravery versus perfection. And it was by a woman named Reshma Sajari. And I apologize if I mispronounce it. I clearly always have issues with pronunciation. And the purpose of her TED talk was to kind of 
get across the message that women should not be afraid to be brave as opposed to worrying about perfection. Because as a society over the last several centuries, women have always taught, been taught to be out of sight, out of mind, very perfect, very ladylike. You know, they were, they had a specific status quo that they had to stick to. You know, they couldn't run in the park with friends or something for fear of ripping their dress and their stockings. They couldn't be on the front lines with men fighting for our country. A lot of the times it was just women were raised to be housewives essentially, have marry a good man from a good family, have a family of their own, and pass the baton essentially. Um, and if you weren't married, you were kind of looked at as maybe you, you know, weren't interested in men or something like that. So, and I recently had seen the remake of Little Women and I think for the time period, the antebellum time period after the Civil War, they kind of really addressed that with how the four girls were. So you had Meg who definitely was the type to want to get married and have a family and then conversely, you had Joe who wanted to be single and go to New York and be a writer and kind of just live on her own. So that's kind of just the two dynamics you had for over the years. And so again, getting back to the TED Talk, you know, we are taught to be perfect. We're not taught to take any risks. And I think that translates essentially into being fearful and just having fear of things and ideas and concepts for fear of maybe being judged that we're not like others or fear of what people are going to think and things like that. And even mothers, like I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have a mother, a grandmother, an aunt who always, you know, was harder on you when you were younger because it would be about what, you know, the impression of the family or like the impression of her if you did anything. So just kind of ideas like that, you know, we would be shamed if we did anything other than the status quo. We, if we weren't getting married, people would think there's something wrong with you. If you weren't going into a quote, women's profession, there was something wrong with you or just other things. And so women, I think that women of the 20s were kind of the first to break this mold. So they kind of, you know, they got rid of their corsetry that they wore, they cut their hair, they wore more makeup, they danced, they drank, they did all of the things. And for them, I think it was doing anything that wasn't constricting them. And they just wanted to be free to just, you know, kind of have a mind of their own and do something other than be being forced into doing something. I think that really gave way and inspired, you know, the women of the 30s and 40s, because if you think of the women of the 30s, especially ones impacted by the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression, they had to be strong for their families and they had to make it work, whether it was moving west to California or whether it was hunkering down where they were in the Midwest. It was just doing things like that to help support the family and really just be these strong characters. And and in their own right, they were taking risks. Then you had obviously the women of the 40s who were taking men's place stateside, doing things like working in the factories and collecting materials and doing, you know, all the jobs that men were supposed to be doing but couldn't because they were fighting for our country overseas. I think these women were really role models, I think, for their children, especially their young girls, of what women can and can't do. And I think super strong to have that role model in 
in your life of, okay, here is a woman who is overcoming the odds and doing something incredible. And then of course you have feminism of the 60s and 70s. Okay, women are starting to make their mark. Now they should be equal to men. It's been this ongoing thing for decades. You know, now we have the whole concept of the futurist female and women are being more empowered than ever to do whatever they want, essentially. They can work in STEM. They can, um, you know, be on the front lines. They can be in these careers that were, quote, men-oriented. They can have a family and a career. So it's just, if women are brave, then the absence of fear, they're able to take risks. They're able to do more. They're able to get out of their comfort zones. So now I think there's this big emphasis on teaching young girls to be fearless. I think it's a great message to have as a young child because the world's scary out there for women, you know, and come across issues such as sexism, you come across issues and expectations over the course of time. So I think that that's been kind of just giving way to being fearless and being having more bravery to do the things that you love um, and just taking those risks. But the question I kind of want to answer is why are we so fearful in the first place? I kind of touched on it earlier when I talked about how I was always afraid of being shamed and being embarrassed. And I think those causes have a lot to do with it. I think a lot of it is kind of rooted in self-esteem and self-confidence and perception of what other people think of you. Because if you're focusing on that, you're always going to be living in fear. You're always going to be living like, oh, I should be focusing on the people around me when in reality, they don't really care. Like if you're in a workout class and you're scared to go to a workout class because you're worried that all eyes are going to be on you, that's totally not the case. I had that mentality, you know, a while ago before I started taking classes. Like, oh, am I going to do something wrong? Like, am I going to embarrass myself? And the answer is you kind of just, you focus on yourself in those classes. Those classes are mostly for you to get better. And you kind of just focus on your own progress. And that's what everyone else is doing. Like I mentioned, I go to spin classes and no one's looking around at other people. They're either looking up front at the instructor or they're looking down at their own monitor to improve their stats. So just kind of things like that and perceptions like that really kind of change your mentality on things like fear. And I do think fear is definitely an emotional thing. Like if you have an emotional connection to fear, then you're going to end up being more fearful. Like I said, I have a complicated relationship with fear and I know many of us do. There's things that we'll do on a whim, like skydiving, but public speaking terrifies us. Again, I think it's a development phase, it's self-esteem, it's self-confidence, and I think those are heavily correlated. I think that the more self-confident you are, the less fearful you are, the more you're, you just want to go out there and get it and you're not afraid of getting embarrassed because you know it's par for the course and you can just shake it off like a pro. Another anecdote, because I love telling anecdotes. So I was in Portland and my sister and I did a photo shoot. And this is pretty typical because I'm kind of basic and that I love finding and taking fun photos to post on Instagram. So if you've ever been to Portland, you know the Portland, Oregon white stag sign. So I 
wanted to take a photo in front of it and like as like one of those like landmark photos and so I kind of just began doing leaping photos it was muddy because it's Portland and winter time and it was raining and all of a sudden I lose my footing and I slip so moral of the story I have mud all over the right side of my body so my pants my jacket my purse my boots I could have cried which in the past I totally would have in that situation because I would have been super embarrassed but instead something else happened I kind of just shook it off I thought of it more logically as opposed to emotionally for me I was like okay I gotta get new pants I gotta clean these pants off I can't walk around for the rest of the day like this so there's no shaking no emotion whatsoever I just you know shook it off and I ended up you know going to a local bathroom and we were <laughs> washing everything in the sink my sister and I so I ended up walking around with pretty damp pants for the rest of the day I tell people that story and they just crack up and I you know have learned to laugh at myself for things like that and I think that's just a matter of self-confidence because in the past I would have been so fearful and fearful that all eyes were going to be on me and so ashamed and so embarrassed but instead I was just okay this happened let's fix it let's move on onward and forward yeah that was kind of that adventure shift gears a little bit to why I kind of gained that self-confidence how my journey from fear evolved so at the beginning of this I talked about how when I was younger it was a tough point for me and it didn't get better until college well specifically in college it didn't get better and well it kind of got good my freshman year ready to try new experiences I was in a new city with new people so I tried a bunch of stuff but I was still hesitant on certain things there's one event that happened that completely changed my outlook on fear and doing things that maybe I thought would scare me so long story short I was in between my sophomore and junior year I remember this day very very vividly because it made such a profound impact on me it was August 13th 2015 I was at my internship at Yellow Sea Magazine in Erie Colorado and I had gotten a text message from my old camp counselor we kind of kept in touch with our counselors and other people from the cabin and everything but this was like kind of out of the blue because I hadn't talked to her in I think like two years at this point so she texts me and tells me that a girl that I knew from my cabin was essentially on her deathbed over the last year she had been developing a rare form of muscle cancer that can I guess develop in kids or bowlers kind of more on like kind of a pediatric cancer from my understanding and so it just it struck me and I was like friends with her cousin so I was texting her cousin about it and you know they were it was grim they were essentially saying her goodbyes the priest was coming to do the final communion it's not looking good I found out later that night that she had passed away it was heart-wrenching for me honestly like I didn't know her like I, I knew her obviously but I didn't really keep in touch with her or anything like that I just it just hit home really hard because we were the same age we hadn't even turned 21 yet and we're both in school we we're both in the middle of our programs for me I think the saddest part of all was that I realized she didn't get to enjoy best parts of her life yet she wasn't gonna finish college she wasn't going to legally drink she wasn't going to be able to teach in her profession she wasn't able to get married and have a family and so all of that just hit really hard for me for me just in general the saddest part of I guess death is seeing young people the worst for me are the children with leukemia 
leukemia or some of these diseases and they just die so young and so for me it's always hard to see that kind of came to this realization after experiencing and hearing of her death that I wanted kind of just let everything go everything that I was scared of for me it was a big deal because I had always been that timid fearful shy-ish person and it was a big deal for me to just let that go I wanted to try things that I was initially scared for like you know one early example was me wanting to smoke weed um, as funny as it sounds because at the time it had been legalized I was in college you know things like that I you know wanted to try smoking a cigar I wanted to just do a bunch of different things and I didn't want to let fear stop me from doing those things because you know at the end of the day you only live once you have one life and you kind of just have to maximize your days the best to your ability so maybe it's a Tuesday and you know your highlight is not dying in your workout class that's a highlight you know you made the most of the day because you made progress other days might be more substantial maybe you booked a life-changing trip or you got an interview for a life-changing job every day of our life is just one chapter in a book not to use that overused metaphor but it's true and it's a really up to you to write your story so that was kind of for me something that really impacted me so from then on my motto was kind of like if it doesn't kill you let me do it and what exactly do I have to lose I if I was afraid somebody would say no like that's the worst they could do like applying for jobs you know the worst they can do is just reject you that's kind of what I tell people like my friends and stuff I'm always like well you know the worst they can do is just say no and it's it's honestly such a powerful message you just shouldn't let that stop you from doing what you want to do so by doing that it kind of just really opened up my life it really just changed my perspective and my outlook and everything like that from from being kind of this closed off shell of a person so just going out and enjoying life I've taken some pretty big risks I mean this podcast for one thing you know I've always hated my voice I've was in journalism school for four years and I had to listen to transcripts of my voice. It wasn't fun. So I kind of just bit the bullet and started this podcast. I was like, well, I'm going to learn to love my own voice. I'm not going to let the fear of that stop me. I've started countless blogs over the years and putting my ideas and self out on social media. I continue to write my book. I've gone on solo trips. I've done some hiking. I've done some Thai cooking class and I've done Thai boxing and just all these things that I never in a million years imagined that I would do and there's still more things I want to do like I want to go skydiving at some point I want to ride ATVs and just do things that are like a little borderline dangerous but also really like adrenaline pumping you know I want to publish a book I want to cook really difficult things and just put myself out there and I can't do any of that unless I am confident in what I'm doing and just not letting fear get in the way enough about me I kind of now want to share the tips I've kind of learned over the years that I can give to you to kind of help you overcome your fears. I think the first and foremost is to believe in yourself and have confidence because you are a great person. Whoever is listening to this, you have a lot to offer the world. And I sincerely believe this. You make a difference to the people in your life, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your ideas make a difference, your friendship makes a difference 
your attitude makes a difference. So don't for a second go that, oh, I'm not, don't have self-esteem, I'm not confident because one person scorned me. I've been there. I've had the people who have scorned me and guess what? Now they want to be my friend. Like, it's ridiculous if I'm going to be completely honest, but the way you handle yourself does come off a certain way to people. I know people who are still pretty pure and we all have insecurities and I try to just build people up the best I can. I'm like, oh no, like you're doing awesome. Like, don't worry about it. Things like that. And at the end of the day, like you can choose how confident and stuff you want to be. But again, there is a fine line between confident and cocky, which also want to emphasize, like don't be so confident to the point where you challenge somebody to a chicken fight and then end up losing type of thing. So just kind of make sure like what you're doing is within reason, but you want to believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then you don't get yourself anywhere. You have to give yourself a mantra. Yeah, I'm going to get that job. Yeah, I'm going to go on this trip. Yeah, I'm going to go skydiving. Whatever it may be, give yourself a mantra to kind of just get you there. You know, maybe it's something you write down and recite to yourself as part of your morning routine. Maybe it's something you have hung up on your vision board. Maybe it's something you have as your phone wallpaper. Whatever it may be, just have it as a mantra and, you know, just keep repeating it until you do it. And then that said, just throw yourself into different experiences. You know, find something that you were unlikely to want to do and just go out and do it. And for me, as odd as that sounds, it was network. When I went to the Young Adult Conference in Long Beach, and I did mention this briefly on my last podcast, I kind of just forced myself to just talk to different people. I didn't know anybody. uh, Well, that's a lie. I knew a couple people at the conference, but really no one my age. So for me, it was a huge opportunity to get out of my comfort zone and just meet people. That's my advice. Get out of your comfort zone. If online dating scares you, you should sign up for Hinge. If you want to go skydiving, but that scares you, maybe start with like an indoor version. Or if water scares you, go take some swimming lessons. You're not going to be able to overcome fear unless you combat it head on. And I believe it's called immersive therapy. Um, I apologize if I get that incorrect. It's been a while since I've taken psychology, but it's essentially the type of therapy where you get exposed to your fears in the hopes that you overcome them. That's kind of what I recommend. As brutal as it sounds, you kind of just have to throw yourself into it and just overcome it. Another tip I have is to just start. Everyone goes on and on. Oh, I want to start a blog. Oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. Oh, I want to start a podcast. Just start it. Just start whatever it is that you want to start. Chances are, you know, you're going to have your first pancake, your failure at first, but that shouldn't stop you from doing something that you want to do. Take this podcast, for example. I don't know that much about how to put audio and stuff together, but I was just like, you know, I'm just going to start it and see what happens. And you should have that same attitude and you'll learn along the way. It's not like you have to go into everything with knowing how to do everything. You'll learn how to do things over time. Like, you know, maybe you don't know how to do editing and you'll learn editing or you don't know how to make graphics. So you'll learn how to make graphics. So you'll just learn along the way and there's no shame in that because you're learning a new skill set and doing something that you love. So I always recommend just getting started. It might not be perfect,
perfect at first and that's okay. At times I can be a perfectionist. I'm very type A, you know, especially with like planning and the, the way I keep my home and everything like that. But it's okay if what you start, you think flops at first. There's only chances to get better. You know, oftentimes people will stumble upon your first video, but they'll start becoming loyal to you the more content you put out. So the key is just to be consistent and you'll see what happens. Moral of the story, just start and you won't regret it. And it might not be perfect at first, but don't let the fear from that stop you from doing something that you might really love down the road. I think that the other concept that's important when it comes to overcoming fear is having people in your circle who support you. It wasn't until this last year that I really realized how important it was because I had a really toxic friendship that I got out of a couple years back where this person would just push me down. He would make me question my decisions, question my beliefs, question everything that I thought I knew and the person I was. That type of person just doesn't help you become fearless. If, if anything, instills more fear in you because you think you're disappointing them, especially if, you know, they're like your best friend or, you know, you're in a relationship or whatever. Surround yourself with people that will help you be fearless and help you be ambitious and really encourage you. Like I have a friend who, when I was in college, encouraged me to go hold a tarantula. Like how many people would want to go just do that on their own without having a friend encourage them to do it? So she and I ended up going together and it was fine because I had the support system. She was super encouraging and it really helped me get over my initial fear of, oh my God, I'm holding a tarantula. And it just made the experience more pleasurable. Yeah, definitely surround yourself with those types of people. And sometimes those are going to be the people who will be your allies, your biggest supporters. They might even do things with you if they're on the same wavelength. Like you might have a person who wants to travel to a country and get on motorbikes or go jet skiing or go skydiving with you, whatever it might be, whatever you might want to do, you'll have a support system. And looking back when I was in college and doing these things, I had people to do things with and it made it a lot more enjoyable and comfortable to do, you know, something risky and something that I was initially afraid to do. It just made the world of a difference and now I'm at the age where I get to pick and choose my friends. I get to be friends with the people I want to be friends with and the people who will just propel me and help me become more ambitious and be more of who I am and what I stand for and let me take the risks and encourage me. Like I told people I was starting a new blog and podcast and people were like really encouraging. They were asking me oh like what's coming up next? Like is it about you know just to learn more and just to get excited about it with me. I mean, I think that that's a huge part of it. And I think for me, it was probably one of the key things to overcoming fear. The last one I would say would be positive mental attitude. Everything that you do in life is very mental. And there's this book that I read when I was back in college, more from like a religious standpoint, but it was titled Your Thoughts Determine Your Lives. And it's so true. Like if you're going to have a bad attitude towards something or be scared,
career towards something, it's going to affect how you physically feel about doing it. Unrelated, but related, it kind of goes along with procrastination, which I will definitely go more detail in another episode. But I think that if you don't have an excited, good attitude towards something, then you're just going to still be fearful. You're just going to still sit in the corner and just be afraid because your mind is stopping you. Don't let your mind stop you. Just be excited. Like, be excited to try something new. Be enthusiastic. Have some conviction. It's going to change your entire tone and outlook on what that is. It'll help kind of ease your nerves because you're excited. It'll help you just kind of get into the moment, get into the zone, and just have fun with it because part of taking risks is also having fun. You want to have fun. You want to just enjoy your life for what it is and just make the most of it. And I think by being fearless, then you'll be able to. You'll be able to easily say, okay, something I've been afraid to do, let's go do it. Let's start that blog. Let's go skydiving. Let's go on that trip. You just say yes to more things. And yeah, I mean, there are things you can say no to um, within reason, but just say yes to more and you'll be surprised at what comes from it. Like whatever it may be and like you want it to be, you can make it happen. It's all about that manifestation. You can overcome your fear and really give yourself the life that you deserve to live. I've in parts have been taking that advice for myself. I get excited about things I might be scared of. Like maybe yes, I have a little bit of anxiety and but I'm mostly enthusiastic about things. It's made a world of a difference. So I encourage you all to kind of think about, especially since we are in a new year and a new decade, what are some of the things that you've been too scared to do? What have you been holding back on because you're afraid of what other people might think or be or being embarrassed by just kind of think about those things as you move forward through the year and maybe try to accomplish some of them maybe if you've been wanting to do something for months or even years just one day just go out and do it you'll feel so much better you'll feel so much more accomplished but you just gotta try and you just can't be afraid anymore you'll maximize your life so I challenge you all to think about how you are going to go forth into 2020 with conviction, with passion, with fearlessness, and just being yourself and surrounding yourself with good people and to just make it happen. Make your dreams a reality. You just don't know. You don't know where you'll be next year or even at the end of the decade. So with that, I am going to bid you all farewell. I hope everyone really enjoyed listening to that podcast. If you do like it and subscribe, I do come out with episodes every Tuesday. So yeah, I hope you all have a fabulous night and a great rest of the week and I will talk to you guys next week. Week. Bye.